You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudanis and JJ Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast as we are now really into it. The business end of the season here as we are recording uh, after a couple of games where Fairfield you know, kind of saw things go in a whole lot of ways. In fact, over the last four games we're going to be talking about, the Stags went 3-1, including most recently a 62-49 victory against Ryder on the 4th. And now we turn our attention to what is going to be a rigorous uh, run to the finish before the MAC tournament begins. And it's kind of weird, Carly, when now the calendar turns to February, it is championship season. All eyes. I know we can't look past the remaining seven games, but that that month and that week in Atlantic City becomes a whole lot more in our face. Yeah, you know, this is the time you want to start, you know, playing your best basketball. Uh, obviously, there's ebbs and flows in every season, um, but f- when February comes, you want to start kind of trending in the right direction and, um, you know, getting healthy and, and, you know, playing your best basketball in Atlantic City. So uh, we're, we're excited to do that. Absolutely. She, by the way, is Coach Carly <laughs> Tiba-Dudanis. I'm JJ Duke. We're going to take a look back at the last few games, common themes that have popped up over the last couple of games as well. We'll chat in a little bit with freshman guard Kate Peak, and we'll look at the next couple games for the Stags, including one of the games that always gets circled on the schedule when it comes out when Fairfield meets up with our friends from just up I-95, or if you want to call it the Merit, whichever is your preference, against Quinnipiac. But Carly, I mean, over these last few games, we had that wild sequence of a finish against the mountain we haven't talked since then on uh, this platform about that you bounce back really nicely with the good win against canisius a challenging day uh, across the board against manhattan though the group showed out well in the second half made it a game and then really probably one of the more comprehensive performances against Ryder. but through this period of time We've seen a lot of things come to the table. One of them you and I spoke a bit about before Saturday's game was the, the slow starts, but the fast finishes. Um, Fairfield have been trending like a better scoring team in the second half, but for you, why is it that it needs to have that extra go to get the group going, especially early on? You know, I don't necessarily have a, a great answer as to why the slow starts, but we've just talked <clears throat> a lot as a team about just being more consistent start to finish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought early in the year, sometimes we'd have a slow start. Um, sometimes we'd have like maybe a slow third quarter. Um, and obviously the last couple of games, we've had a couple where it's been neck and neck early in the first half. Um, I think, you know, credit to our team. I think we've, we've made adjustments at halftime um, and they've been able to, to take them and really focus on those in the second half to be able to separate a little bit defensively and get some easier looks offensively. Um, but I think our, our biggest challenge as we go into February, as you talked about, is being able to put 40 minutes together, whether it's you know for a good first half and a, and a good second half, um, and not have a lull um, on either end of, of that halftime. How close do you think this group is right now? I know obviously we've got a larger sample size. We've played just about everybody in this <laughs> league, like barring just Quinnipiac. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it 50% of there, 60% there? I know we've had great... 30-minute stretches, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 25-minute stretches. Sometimes it's starting the second quarter going, but how close is this group to having that 40-minute performance? Yeah, I mean, I think think that's been uh, a slow progress throughout the course of the season. Uh, I know we talked about it really early in the season as far as new system, uh, new coaches, new way of doing things, Um, obviously new players, and you you mentioned Kate Peak that we'll talk with, um, and, and, you know, Isa being both new. Um, And so I think the the development of those habits and how we play is just kind of continuing to build as the season goes on. Um, And then you add in the additional um, layer as far as being scouted really 
really well once you get into league. Everybody knows your, you know, your strong points, your holes. Um, and so being able to kind of navigate that as well. Um, and so I think we are, we are taking huge steps in that. Um, and now we just kind of, kind of put it to, into action uh, for each game going forward. I think the big thing, though, on the flip side, the positive side, is teams probably can't be going too comfortably in a locker room knowing if a game is close at halftime. I, I just did the math kind of quickly before this where Fairfield is a plus eight in the second half in terms of, you know, on average, first half scoring versus second half scoring, not including overtime. So I guess that's a nice thing to have, knowing that, yeah, if it is a slow start, but defense is there, it's a tight game, you don't want to rely on it, but it's certainly nice to know that we have a better finishing team. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that I know you uh, and I had talked about after we'd had a bunch of those kind of crazy yep. overtime games and we had tight games in non-conference that we felt like we were going to be battle-tested when it came time, you know, to this time of the year. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think those close games early on um, have helped us to be able to execute down the stretch and be a little bit more poised down the stretch as well. Which, speaking of one of those, we're just going to – we're talking about it, the Mount mm -hmm. game. I mean, that was one of those which was just one of the wildest finishes I think anybody's <laughs> ever seen. I'm still getting asked by various officiating crews at other places, like, wait, you were there. That And, you know, for those that are unfamiliar, back on the 26th of January, a tight game. I mean, it wasn't as much of the three-point shooting gallery that we maybe expected mm -hmm. um, from the first meeting. Fairfield got off to a great start. The Mount found their way back strong third quarter and then the mount of course is a team that won championships the last mm -hmm. two years they're not going to go away without a fight fairfield has a lead in the last few seconds and then um listen everybody can make a mistake and everybody can also have just a <laughs> moment where you think okay this is the right play and fair play to car uh to callie if she was five feet to her <laughs> left nothing of this actually happens mm -hmm. where she carries the ball across backcourt but you talk about the poise, mm -hmm. Isa has to go and make two <laughs> technical free throws yeah. because, you know, the mount coach spikes a water bottle yeah. in front of the referee. So even that, it's a small moment, yeah. but at the same time, literally everybody's watching you game yeah. on the line. <laughs> if you don't make those, you're either going to overtime or you lose a game that you probably yeah. should have won. Yeah, huge credit to Isa for stepping up and making those free throws. I mean, that there, there's not enough words to really describe how big and how big that moment was. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we know you talked about the poise of, of some close games and we've been in those close games uh, as well as Isa. She's, she's a, she's a veteran, you yeah. know, she's played four years of college basketball, whether it was, you know, the same minutes um, that she's playing here. Um, she's, she's a grown woman. Yeah. Um, and so huge credit to her to be able to, to be ready in that moment. She does a ton from her mental prep standpoint. Um, and, and she, wait, I'm, I'm really proud of her for closing that game down. Absolutely. And another thing in terms of poise, in terms of team getting a lot more familiar with each other, even in that Mount game, you take away that one moment, the turnover rates have been a whole lot better. <laughs> Maybe even some of the best that we've seen this season. I know part of that is stylistically we're playing teams in Ryder twice, Canisius once, mm -hmm. where they're going to sit. They're not going to press in the backcourt. Mm -hmm. They're just going to sit in their 2-3 or just straight hard man-to-man. -man. But even then, mm -hmm. keep the players on the floor, and they're doing the job. The, yeah. the system looks better. The, you know, fluid looks yeah. everybody's kind of making little moves off the ball and even we'll talk about it a little bit in the rider game in a second where everybody just looks more mm -hmm. confident when they're on the floor yeah and I think that's part of kind of developing a system and a style of play um, but then I also you know we've got a lot of guards specifically who a haven't played our system before yeah. and b haven't played in you know 20 to 30 minutes a game and so I think as the season's gone on they've made better and better decisions with basketball um, and I think it helps when you've got you know we'll mention we'll talk with Kate Peak, but people that have spaced the floor for us um, and give it on them a little bit more space to operate um, and so I think kind of that all came together to show some lower turnover numbers and, and you know higher assists with with making shots another thing that um, 
you know, from that Manhattan game, you and I chatted a bit about it as well as maybe perhaps that little extra push to get the group going. And I know, and I spoke with a few players at that practice this past Friday was a, was a hard one. It was a tough one, but I love the response from the team. And the other theme from that game is putting a team away mm-hmm. in Ryder. In some past games, and even that Mount game uh, a couple of weeks ago, Fairfield looked like the game was in hand going into the fourth quarter. Obviously, still 10 minutes of basketball left to be played, but at the same time, the job was done at Ryder. You felt three minutes in, Lynn Milgan had to use an early timeout. I looked to my broadcast partner, Kate Abramovich, I said, yeah, this feels like this game's <laughs> over at that point. I mean, you can't think about that when you're in the sidelines, but maybe looking back at that game... Did it look like it as easy it was to finish it out? Yeah, you know, I still think we, we probably relaxed a little bit at the end more than I would have liked to because I would have liked to have kept that, you know, at a 20-point sure. lead that it was. But um, I, one thing that stuck out to me in one of our timeouts, and you mentioned Isa, is that I think it was at, you know, the, the timeout just before the, the five-minute mark in yep. the fourth quarter. And and Isa, I heard Isa in the timeout say, hey, we've only gotten 34 minutes of this game done. There's still six minutes left. And that's something that's been a lot of carryover of what we've talked about. Um, so, again, kind of that senior mature leadership, and I know that the whole team responded to that. Um, and I'm proud of how they responded because we, we watched that Manhattan film as a group. And, you know, there was a lot of things that, that we didn't control that are that are certainly some toughness um, yeah. and discipline things on the defensive end specifically that we, we know we are better at, better than um, and have, have come too far to kind of see that again. So I'm proud of the group of how they responded after that. Is it one of those things you don't plan on it, of course, to have those tough practices in the back end of the season? But is it almost maybe needed just to refresh and say, you know, the group to the group the season's not over yet you're only two-thirds <laughs> of the way home you have to finish through the season not just get to it yeah and I, I don't necessarily think I got the feeling that they were you know that we had a, a season's not over type of um, okay. I, you know idea and I don't I my line is I don't ever want to have to learn from a loss you know I don't I don't I don't need a loss to wake me up okay. I don't but you know I think in that moment um we needed to get back to our discipline and realizing that we were in games and winning games because of our discipline and our defense. Um, and, and we're, you know, our margin for error is not, you know, big enough that we can take plays off and, and, you know, give up 23-0 boards and, and do some of those things. So it was just kind of a wake up call to us of like getting back to, to what wins games. Um, and, and coach Eric on our staff says it all the time, but like there's the plays that win games typically don't show up or in stat sheets. And so, you know, having a great defensive stunt or a great box out that you may not get the rebound, but somebody else can swoop in and get it. And we, we didn't do that to the best of our ability on, on Thursday. So I think it was just a wake up call for us in, in that area. Well, certainly they did that on Saturday because yeah. I saw speaking of those, <laughs> little battles Callie was an absolute monster underneath didn't have as many rebounds on the stat sheet but I mean her box out solid that day um Janelle obviously got her handful in there and then the other lovely thing that does show up in the stat sheet and this is where we can bring Kate into the conversation (laughs) is everybody is making you know the most of their moment Mm -hmm. the bench scoring has been amazing and someone like Kate who is now coming in making things happen um how much fun has it been for you to yeah. get your opportunity? I know we, we've chatted a little bit uh, up until this point saying it was a hard, it was a learning process, getting ready, getting used to college basketball. And here you are now the only freshman on the team making things happen. Yeah. Um, no, it was definitely, it feels good to see it all pay off. But I mean, coach always emphasizes like the team, the team, the team. And um, I think the team and the captains especially have given me a lot of confidence lately. Um, I've just been kind of staying in the gym and to be able to step up like that just feels good. So, I mean, we take it back. I believe it was that Mount game where it was the first where we kind of <laughs> saw the uh, a little flash. Well, it was more than a little flash. <laughs> it was basically copy and repeat seeing uh, kick to Pete. 
peek in the corner, bang. Oh, I didn't use the mic brain. That would have been nice though at one point. I think I've developed the one that I want. Are you a good pool player by any chance? Because you're hitting three balls from the corner pocket literally every time. But that mount game was fun. I love seeing the emotion from the rest of the players go over to you. I think it was one of the early timeouts that the mount took in the third quarter. And they're all just fired up for you. Yeah. Yeah, no. It felt good. It felt good. Just being able to sit on the bench and kind of um, see the open spots um, just kind of gave me a good idea when I walked in what I had to do just the spacing-wise when they doubled Cali. That kickout was open, so. Does it almost kind of like give you that extra, well, not confidence, but maybe just that closer to know that, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm a part of this team. It took a while to get going, but okay, now it's my turn to help yeah. contribute as much as I possibly can. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of ups and downs, but feels good. What is it been like being the only freshman on the team? Obviously, Carly just mentioned there are two newcomers with Isa coming into the program as well, but you know, watching just various teams, not just basketball, but across the board, you always have those classes that come in and you know, you can have the young players, obviously you learn from the older players, but they get to learn with themselves. You're your own, you're your freshman, probably looking forward to seeing next year's freshman come in. So you could be like, hey guys, so this is what happens. Um, but how has that been like? And I know obviously everybody has done such an amazing job helping you get into the system really quickly, but you had to do a little bit on your own. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely tough. I didn't expect it walking in to be the only kid, um, but I kind of just went with the flow and a lot of the teammates just kind of took me in and helped me out fast. And the coaching staff is just like the best of the best. Um, they helped me with anything I needed, but just kind of staying positive. I think the most difficult thing was like the mental piece of it was just changing my ways and my habits and stuff. But once you got the hang of it, once you have a team and coaching staff that helps you like. Carly, you're, you're nodding along. So what, what have you seen in the process for Kate, you know, getting her to the point where she is right now, especially yeah. from the beginning of the year? Yeah, well, I think, you know, she mentioned that her, her teammates were, were great from the summer um, and, and peak, you know, she just she fits in and can get along with anybody, which is was really fun to see. Um, and, and I kind of was chuckling because I can remember as a freshman kind of like it's like drinking from a, you know, a, yeah. a fire hose at times of just trying to take in as much information uh, as you can and as translate as best you can on the court. And it, it is a process. I mean, I remember the, the first semester of freshman year for me even was was it's a lot. Mm. Um, you're adjusting to a, a much faster game, a much more physical game. Um, life as well. Life, you're being a college you know, student as well. Yeah, managing your time yeah. with school and, and everything else. So it's it's a lot, especially that first semester. Um, but I'm really proud of Kate because she's, you know, stayed in the gym. She, you know, there's there's times obviously you're, it's natural to get discouraged, but that hasn't changed her work ethic um, and continuing to work on her game and trying to get better and being hungry. Um, and I, I had huge credit to her for being ready, like you said, when that when her number was called. And, and you we could kind of see it after Christmas, her, her game continuing to get better, um, her, her shot being more consistent, being able to adjust to the pace of the game a little bit more. Um, and then the defensive light bulb started to go off a little bit and she's, she's still working on that every single day. Um, but, but she was ready, uh, when that moment, when, when her, you know, when that moment came. Um, and then I think it, it's always going to be hard to be a freshman, especially the only freshman, but you know, I think with a whole team going through the, the transition of a new coach. It was, mm. I hope it was a little bit more helpful for her that everybody was learning something new yeah. at the same time. Um, and, and again, a huge credit to her teammates and uh, the whole team in general for just kind of bonding together. And Kate, I'm kind of curious as well, what are some of the biggest things that you've taken away from listening to the rest of your teammates and going through the process and learning on the job, basically, of not only how to be a college basketball player, but you can kind of almost at this point of the year remove mm -hmm. that you're a freshman, that you're a rookie. Everybody has played enough games by now to know that 
this is what the standard has to be. This is what it takes to not only perform well during gameplay, but also perform well day in, day out in the practice gym. Yeah, um, I feel like honestly the mental piece of it, um, especially Iza, we talk a lot about it. Um, just like the next play mentality, Nespex action um and just kind of getting like getting that in my mind that yeah. i'm gonna make mistakes like i'm still new i'm young but i have to be able to keep moving on and keep thinking about the next best action well one thing that's certainly been great to see is not only you know the way that you've evolved um in your role but seeing other players have similar opportunities as well and we've seen i mean we saw in her here earlier getting her school work done but Mackenzie deliba has been putting mm-hmm. in absolute shift after shift we've seen <laughs> jocelyn polanski which who by the way should mention her baseline cut at the buzzer in the second quarter against Ryder she doesn't make that I think that game becomes a completely different ball game because the momentum probably stills on Ryder's side she makes that play and all of a sudden the game just you took a deep breath yeah 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 I mean we've had people step in like you mentioned I think the the, the really cool thing since with Kate uh, sitting here is that I think Mackenzie and Mackenzie Daliba and Kate have a really cool connection. Mm. I mean, Mac has just a knack for finding a peak. She's a great passer. So <laughs> the two of them on the court, like they be, they give us a huge offensive boost. Um, and we've seen that honestly since, since the preseason and uh, those two being able to find each other. So, um, you know, Mac's been getting healthy since Christmas. Yep. And, um, and obviously, like you said, she's been able to put some games together, but you know, we've known that the talent that she has and, and she's just really kind of hunkered down on her, her consistency and her discipline since the new year. So, um, happy for her that that paid off. And and Jocelyn is very much like Peak in the sense that, you know, early on, like she could have gotten really discouraged when she yeah. wasn't getting the minutes that she, you know, a- anybody would want. Um, but same as Peak, she stayed in the gym. She's, you know, hasn't complained. She's put her head down and just been great in practice. And then, you know, there's a, there's, you know, the game rewards doing things the right way. And so I'm, re- I'm really happy for those guys. Which is why UCO is just the energy and the explosion of excitement come through from the bench when anybody performs and Kate I guess for you do you guys like challenge each other even a little bit more in the gym or even just waiting for your opportunity during game time like okay I did my job now you go do your job yeah I mean I think Jocelyn and I actually we talk about it a lot because we both kind of play the same position so um I've always helped Jocelyn out she's always helped me out we'll go to the gym we'll shoot and just be like yo like next time you get in like it hit that shot, like take that layup, just yep. like little things to help stay motivated and stuff. No, I love that. Love that energy. And it, again, it always proves, and I will continue to compliment you, your, the rest of your coaching staff, just making this environment being so welcoming, so happy. I mean, <laughs> I know it's, it, it may, might just be a little thing, but for those that are just watching from different perspectives, the group just loves being around <laughs> each other. Yeah. And that, that's special. Yeah. I know we've got great people. Yeah. Um, and that I think, you know, I've learned through my years in coaching that it's, yeah, you want to win. And yeah, you, you know, that that's, that's really fun. Winning is fun. Um, but your, your memories and your experience really is dictated by the people that you're around. And so uh, we've got a great group. Uh, they pour into one another. Yeah. Um, they give to one another. But we talk about that a lot too, about being selfless with your, your time and your emotions and your investment. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned obviously like Joss and Pete getting in the gym. I think that we've been able to kind of create a culture of, of getting in the gym. And so like, you know, you want to keep getting better and you see somebody that you're, you know, one of your teammates getting in the gym, you're like, Oh, I got to get in the gym. And so I think you develop that culture of grabbing a teammate and going to get shots up. Um, and, and that, that allows us to maximize, you know, what we've got, um, to, to play with. So. Absolutely. Kate, for you, before we let you go, um, what are some of your biggest hopes and goals for the rest of the season? I know we still have kind of the stretch run going in. Um, obviously, your game has been continuing to rise as we go 
gone through the last couple of weeks, but what are your kind of your hopes and your goals? Team goals aside, we all know that we want a championship. We want to <laughs> yeah, finish as high yeah, as possible. Yeah. But where do you hope to see yourself at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the biggest thing is on the defensive end because I know that I'm capable of helping out the team offensively by making shots. But I think defensively, um, just not being a defensive liability and being able mm-hmm. to um, – just play good defense, do the little things, box out. That's something that I want to just keep focusing on and just staying in the gym, gaining weight, just the little things yeah. that will help my game. I should also bring this up as well because saw you in the gym a couple of weeks ago up at New Haven seeing Major Majok <laughs> in action for those that are unfamiliar. Actually, you mind kind of giving the story a little bit? Because, I mean, Major, I, I do the New Haven basketball <laughs> games as well. Such a great person, obviously, <laughs> a great defensive player in his own right as well. But um, you have a great special tie, obviously, for the fact that your family brought him in during his high school years. Yeah, so we took we adopted him back in 2016. Um and just since then, he's kind of just been in my life. Mm. He came to my family. He lives with us. Um, and he's he's definitely changed my view on just so many things, like all the challenges he had to face. He hasn't been home since he was 16. He's about 20, yeah. almost 25 now. Um, so just seeing the challenges that he has to deal with just to be able to play ba- the game of basketball yeah. is such a special thing. But, yeah, he plays at New Haven, and he's – He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, and um, maybe it's another. I know, obviously, you got a big basketball family <laughs> as well, but just another person that you can, you know, pick the brain of a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Kate, thanks so much for uh, chatting with us. We're going to keep going here just to kind of finish out the show. But best of luck the rest of the Thank way. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Carly, we um, we look ahead here uh, to the next couple of games. Though these are some things that when I you know, and obviously broadcast, we put together storylines, we put together themes. The last few games were games against teams that were all below Fairfield in the standings. Job was certainly done during that stretch. I thought at minimum four out of five wins was probably the, the requirement. A um, lot of good performances, but now we, we turn our attention to arguably probably the toughest stretch mm-hmm. of the season. I know you don't circle these things you know premeditated saying oh wow we got all these games we need to do this to make sure we're there but do you guys identify even small things to make sure like okay even against this team you know take Ryder for example with the greatest respect to the program that they have they've been struggling over the last couple of games we know that the standard has to be at a certain <laughs> level so you know come I own on Thursday we feel like we have a ready chance yeah and I think one thing you know for us is we don't necessarily I think we intentionally try not to look ahead as a group yeah. and, and take it, you know, literally practice by practice. Um, because I think it is so easy to get caught up in what's ahead or what, what just happened. And you've got to reflect and you have to be prepared um, for both, you know, what's, what's behind you, what's ahead. But, um, but I think we've tried to instill a, a, a um, you know, I guess a perspective of staying in the moment. Um, and so, it's been game by game, and, and while we know this is obviously a big week, uh, it starts with practice today and mm-hmm. then practice tomorrow, and then and if you do your work in those days, then, then Thursday will take care of itself. But um, obviously we know – I actually am I'm, I'm thankful for kind of the way that the, the – schedule played out that we can kind of build uh, to be at our best you know at this time of year absolutely because and it's a great way of putting it because a lot of people say oh that's a really tough schedule you've got Quinnipiac twice Iona on the road amongst others but at the same time now that you see at this time of the year this is the standard this is where you as in Fairfield want to be at if you don't beat them the first time around okay it is what it is but there's a strong chance you're probably going to play at least mm-hmm. one of these teams again in Atlantic City. Mhm. Yep. Yep. So we we you know as a coaching staff we try to do our best as far as you know 
uh, recapping after every game as far as what we do differently, adjustments we would do differently. Um, and, and so then we can be, you know, prepared for the next time we see them. But, um, you know, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I, I'm proud of how this group responds, A, to our to our challenges from the coaching staff, um, but B, whether it's halftime adjustments, next game adjustments, I think they do, uh, they do take pride in, in getting the scouting report right and doing it to the best of their ability. Yeah, and looking at this Iona team ahead, I mean, this is a team that has been absolutely on fire. Um, credit to what Billy and her staff has done yeah, over there because absolutely. they've won 11 straight games after mm-hmm. Fairfield held them to one of the two times this season, scoring under 50 points a game. That was all the way back on December the 19th. So since that point, yeah. Iona's average scoring over 66 a game held their opponents to 51. Juana Camillion is playing some of her – I mean, she's a great player, but I think even playing a higher consistent standard of basketball. Kate Major, I remember it's funny. I saw her in her freshman year at Merrimack when it was still Division Two, and she was just knocking shots down from all across the gym. I'm like, man, she'd be really good at a D1 level, and boom, here you go. She yep. played three years at Merrimack and now with Iona. Um, Ketsy Atheus is averaging over five assists a game from the post, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um what is it going to have to take for Fairfield on the day to do it again? Yeah, you know, well, I think one one of the things that was huge for us when we played him the first time is that we were able to disrupt Atheus. Yeah. You know, I thought you know Dre and and Callie when she was on her, Dre did did a lot of the, her work early. Um, were able to to disrupt and kind of make her passing angles, and uh, she wasn't able to just kind of be comfortable with the, the ball and survey the floor. So I thought it started with that. Um, I thought we defended the three point line well. Um, and, and kind of force them to turn, make you know create off the bounce, which isn't necessarily their game. They're really good at you know finding three point shooters and spacing the floor. Yep. Um, and so it'll take a, a really concentrated effort there as well. But I also think you know since we've played them, they their shooters have turned it up even more. Um, and so there's going to be a, a high level of attention to somebody like a Kate Major. And um, you know if you look back at our first game against them, Lauren Beach did a great job on Camilleone. Her length and her athleticism really yep. bothered her. So we'll have to kind of find ways to to continue that um, as well as adjust to some new things that they've added. And, of course, maybe forcing 29 turnovers again <laughs> yeah. might also help in Absolutely. that as well. Um, that'll be a fun game on Thursday at 7 p.m. And then, as I said in the open, Quinnipiac home on Saturday, the first of two games against the Bobcats this season. Listen, it's a, it's a good, healthy rivalry. I think between Fairfield and Quinnipiac and the MAC, this might be maybe, you know, kind of the, a true rivalry for a lot of uh, – across a lot of other sports. But they sit second right now in the league. They obviously just got the big mm-hmm. injection with Mackenzie DeWeese back mm-hmm. in from injury, which, by the way, I think for all basketball, it is great to see that she's yeah. back in, what a competitor she is. Um, but th- this is just another tough opposition, and – I don't think you need to fire anybody up a little bit more, but I think at the same time for the likes of some of the experienced players that enjoyed last year winning twice against <laughs> Quinnipiac, it'd be nice to do it over again. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously a, a great program, and um, there's a reason they're picked to win the league. I yep. mean, and they're now just you know fully healthy which makes a huge difference like you said so I think they're kind of another team that's playing really good basketball right now and, and continuing to trend in the right direction so I think it's going to be a, a battle for sure um, and would expect nothing less but um, nonetheless we're obviously looking forward to that without without looking past Thursday absolutely so for those that want to come out to that game which I would seriously <laughs> implore you to do so uh, two o'clock on yeah. Saturday fairfieldstags.com yeah. to get your tickets and I would also encourage anybody listening if you've got if you've got little one stay after the game uh, we just did an awesome uh, clinic uh, this past this past Sunday and um, 
you know, I think it was interesting talking to a lot of the parents. They didn't realize that if you stay after the game, you get a chance to take pictures and sign autographs with our players. And so, uh, if you come, you know, come and hang out and get a chance to meet some of the some of the stags. Yeah, Kate Peak got extra camera time on Saturday. <laughs> didn't even realize that she was behind you <laughs> signing autographs. So that's yep. the, that is the huge benefit. It's always been great to see the uh, stands full with the the young ones, boys and girls, uh, coming out to see our games. And we hope to see that for our remaining. Small tier, actually big tier. Three home games left. Yeah, this season just flies by way too quickly. <laughs> yeah, February kind of kind of goes quickly because a it's a short month and b it's a lot crammed into that. So yeah. we're it'll it'll be here before we know it to be in Atlantic City. Finishing on one lighthearted moment for a second, we don't really discuss injury reports, but we have to discuss one Blake Dudonis on his social media accounts. I mean, I get it. He's putting up videos of him, you know, dishing and swishing behind the back passes, but. He's taking some rough falls these days. How is he feeling right now? You know, it's, it's a little bit harder when you get old, you know, to, yeah. to stay on your feet and to bounce back the way that you would in your 20s. So, you know, the 30s have come at him fast. E- is the <laughs> ego okay? Right oh, now? yeah. Okay. He, you know, he. that's so why he put it on social media. You got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. But And we, you know, provide some good comedic relief in practice as well. <laughs> hey, it, it's got to be there, even if it's a... Uh, <laughs> injuring yourself as long as you do yeah. it for the team yeah. you do it for the team and I do love that about our team we laugh a lot in practice obviously there's time to time and place to be serious and focused but but we we have a good time too and for those that have absolutely no idea what we're talking about <laughs> just head over to Blake's social media accounts he, he posts regular videos yeah. <laughs> up there and he's gonna hate me for bringing it up but personally that's what he gets for putting it up he can't defend himself right now <laughs> nope. maybe in a couple of weeks he will but nope. today not so much Carly, thanks as always. Looking forward to our next chat. And that will do it for this episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms at StagsWBBall on Twitter, FairfieldWBB on Instagram, and of course you can follow us on the Stag Sports Network at Stag Sportsnet on Twitter. So we will talk to you all next time. We hope to see you on Saturday the 11th against Quinnipiac. Until then, go Stags. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.